Do you ever get confused about why you reach for your bank card for some health services, but for others, you're whipping out your Medicare card? How healthcare is paid for is complicated, and I'd be dreaming if I thought I could untangle it for you in just 10 minutes. So let's just pick away at one end of the knot, the primary health end. That's the end that Phil works in. He's the CEO of a primary health network. That means he deals with money that the federal government provides for health services. And look, while I thought I was having a conversation about health funding, it turned into a conversation about steering ships and herding fence builders. But let's start at the beginning. Health is, it's huge. Uh, In fact, there's probably more people who work in the health space than work in pretty well any other space. When I talk about primary care, I'm talking about probably 75% or more of the health system which exists outside of the hospital space. And it's a little bit ironic, I suppose, that we find ourselves most of the time listening to and hearing about the, uh, the 25%, which is the hospital end, the acute end, it seems to occupy every second front page of the paper. You know, ministers spend most of their time uh, talking about the problems and issues in it. Uh, we always hear about the problems at the acute care end. But the primary care space is where most of it happens. It's where most of it should happen and where we, we need more of it to continue to happen if we have a balanced health system. It sounds like it's a pretty important role then that we have in our communities, this role of primary health and understanding what we can do to fix our own primary health, which just sounds like a funny way to say it. It's not quite correct. If that is the most important stuff, I mean, your bag really in your job is about funding and where money is going to go and how it's going to be spent. If the majority of healthcare happens outside of a hospital, does the money that governments put into it reflect that? That's a really good question. Where the the funding in the primary care space comes from, it comes from a lot of different areas. People would be familiar with the payment that uh, Medicare provides for their doctor. They'd be familiar with the uh, payment that the PBS, which is the pharmaceutical benefit system, which is the money that goes to pay for drugs and um, prescriptions. Everyone, no doubt, uh, and often uh, in an unwelcome sense, would be familiar with the out-of-pocket costs, the bits that you have to pay yourself to top up the uh, the bits that come from other places. Um, a lot of money comes from uh, private health insurance for those who are fortunate enough to be insured privately. Uh, they also pay for a number of things at the primary care end in terms of physiotherapy or otherwise that, uh, that are required to keep you well. All of that adds up to a fair chunk. Uh, And all of that money, in many respects, for the primary care end, most of it comes from uh, either the individual or from the federal government. State governments primarily are responsible for payments to hospitals, even though that ultimately comes out of our tax, which comes via the federal government. Um, It's really divided like that. So the bulk of primary care is paid for by the federal government or the individuals themselves or various other things like private health insurance. The bulk of hospital care is costed through the state system and provided by state governments. So you are the CEO of a primary health network. We're in Tasmania, so it's called Primary Health Tasmania. What's the job of a primary health network? 
Put simply, we are one of 30 organisations around the country and we exist in geographic areas, so particular areas of the country, particular spaces. Our job is to actually work with all of those providers outside the hospital system to try and gain an understanding of where there are challenges and issues, problems, opportunities that we can help focus on with the federal funding that we receive. How do you how do you work that stuff out, Phil? That's uh, another fantastic question. <laughs> full of them today. Uh, oh, you are full of questions. Um, one of the, I guess one of the uh, the ways that we do that is to access information, data. There's a huge amount of information floating around out there about uh, who people go to, what they go for, how much it costs them, um, where the problems and issues are, how many people go to hospital for this problem or that problem, how many people present to their GP or ask a pharmacist for particular things. So our job is to try and pull a lot of those evidences or that those bits of information together and to try and get a picture of where our system is performing well and where it's not performing well. So we complete a thing called each year, we complete a a process called a health needs assessment. Where it's not working well in the primary care space, we make decisions about where there are gaps, where people can't access services that are vital to keep them well, and uh, we work through a, a, a network of providers Um, which are some fantastic organisations around the state that uh, many people would be very familiar with. We fund them to deliver services on the ground to communities, rural, urban and otherwise across the state. In the face of probably the cost of $1.6 or so billion to run the Tasmanian health system, we have around $55 a year to spend. So it's a tiny drop in the ocean, but it's how you use that money and how we actually manage to work that resource that gets us the benefit and the value that we try to get in partnership with our healthcare providers around the state. So, Phil, as you're talking, I'm imagining that you're holding this really big sieve, right, and all of the information's going into the top of this sieve, and then out the bottom might be something like uh, we're having a problem for, you know, childhood obesity in rural areas that are accessible after school. I mean, is that, can it, something come out that specific that you need? Look, we can get pretty uh, – um, the term that data people like to use is granular. We can actually identify where there are specific problems in specific communities with particular types of the population, like young people or otherwise. So, can you give me an example of that, Phil? A- absolutely. So um, if we look at uh, the, um, the immunisation space, for example – Uh, We have very good data that shows us who's getting immunised and what they're getting immunised for. So one of the things that we were able to identify is that, uh, and it's possibly not really that surprising, is that um, some of the people who are presenting to doctors or often hospital emergency departments with challenging conditions that are immunisable are often those people who don't have access to the normal services that we do. And we identified the homeless so we put in a service in uh, uh, across various points in the state to actually help uh, immunise those who are homeless. I mean, that sounds like a, a great way to tick things off. Is it is it always that simple or are there just so many problems with the system that means it's not working as well as it could that you, you've got to make a new program like that every day or a new service like that every day? 
Look, yeah, again, I think one of the issues we've got, not everything works as well as it should. There are still lots of things that are inefficient, um, lots of people who use services in a way that possibly is not the best way to use them or don't know that there are things out there that they can access for particular needs. And look, doctors and nurses and otherwise have, have the same sorts of challenges when it comes to understanding just who's out there and how you access them. So it's very easy to understand how difficult that is for the average person on the street. Why has the health system, why is it so complicated and so complex? Why are there things that aren't working right? I'm looking at you like you should be the oracle here, Phil. <laughs> I'm not sure I can give you an answer on that. All, all, I, all I can probably say in response to that is that Things evolve at different speeds. We've got two separate or three separate funders, if you include funds that come from the consumer as well as funds that come from state government and federal government. So you've got multiple people pulling the strings. Um, we've got uh, a whole range of highly capable, very um, talented individuals providing services. There's a lot of, dare I say, big egos in the space. And, and, and I'd probably put, you know, healthcare administrators like, like ourselves into that space. Everybody thinks that they've got the right idea to solve a problem. Yet, often we're guilty of always trying to do those things independently. We rarely work together in the way that we should to fix problems that have been around for a long time. And they are extraordinarily difficult to fix in isolation. We can only work effectively as an organisation if we work in partnership. I spend most of my life sitting in meetings, but at the end of the day, that's the only way an effective system can and should work. A $1.6 billion system with tens of thousands of people working in it is a big, I won't use the word Titanic, it's a big <laughs> Queen Mary to turn around. Uh, Titanic, as we know, went down. Um, so it, 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 it's, a, it's a big ship to turn around. So change doesn't happen easily and there is nothing more comforting than knowing that what you had last week, last month, last year is what you're going to continue to receive in the future without ever asking yourself, is it the best thing that could be done with that money? I've got you as a sieve, but now I've also got you as part of the navigation team that's trying to turn the, the Queen Mary round. In most cases, who who do you need to convince if we do want to turn this this kind of boat around, this ship around? Well, I'd go straight back to the um, the partnership statement. On look, I've I've likened this sort of space before to uh, the job is rather like herding cats. Um, uh, it's a virtual impossibility. Um, lots of you know scratches and fur flying, but at the end of the day, um, you know if you can get them purring and sitting on your lap, then uh, then then you're in a good good position. What can people who are listening to this now do to help you herd those cats or steer the ship around the corner? I, th I think one of the most important things that people can do is uh, continue to engage comfortably with their health practitioners, to ask questions, to understand why things happen in the way that they do, to ask them about um, other alternatives and options that are available to them. Um, I, I think one of the worst things that we can do is just accept what we're told and just go, yep, that's OK, I'll just go off and do it. I think the other thing too is to understand that uh, the health system, like everything else, needs to change if it's to get better. And that sometimes clinging to the same old thing we've always had is not necessarily the security blanket you think it is. 
In Tasmania, we love throwing money at elective surgeries and hospital beds and things that make it easier for people to get into hospitals. We forget where they come from in the community and all of the care and the services and providers that exist out there, and we forget where they want to go, where we want them to go back to after they've been in a hospital. We've got to get these three things working in balance together if we're actually going to have a health system that keeps people healthy rather than a health system that operates like, another analogy coming up, the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff catching people as they fall rather than stopping them from going off the cliff in the first place. So now you're the fence at the top of the cliff. I I guess in one respect we like to see ourselves as that. Having said that, we aren't a fix. We're a facilitator of a a mechanism or a process that can help, help create one. But we need everybody working in partnership if that is actually going to be the outcome. You're herding fence builders. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> his herding, his steering, his sieving. Healthcare administration is a busy job, perhaps one that we don't often spend time trying to understand. I tell you what, anything you can do or questions you can ask to better understand this health system that we all have to work within, the better off you'll be. And listening to podcasts like this is a pretty good start. And this project, well, it was funded by the Healthy Tasmania Community Innovation Grants through the Tasmanian Government.